After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Mike McCartney, CEO and president of PBS Hawaii Television. Mike served in the Hawaii State Senate for 10 years and co-created Hawaii's number one locally produced TV show, Hawaii Stars. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Mike McCartney. Welcome to our show, Mike. Aloha, Evan. Aloha, Carrie. And thank you for letting me be on today. So what does running a television station involve? Oh, so many things. It's like any business, but many, many uh, facets to it, from production to making sure our signal gets across the air. So um, we're licensed by the Federal Communications Division, and um, every five years we have to renew our license, so we have to broadcast in digital and analog. We put our stuff over cable. We feed national shows on PBS. So if you look at like NewsHour, Frontline, Antiques Roadshow, that's us. Clifford, you know, Barney, Sesame Street. Um, All my Caillou, favorites. Yes. And then um, we produce local shows like in Island Insights or um, maybe Greater, Greater Good, Good Radio. TV. Yeah, that would be great. Greater Good TV. Mm-hmm. Um, PBN Friday with Howard Dykus, the only business show. Um, Island Insights is the only public affairs show that airs every week. Um, we have Namele which is traditional Hawaiian music every Thursday night. So we do local programming, we do national programming, and um, we're the ones that, um, when I was very young, it was called Hawaii Educational Television, and now we're PBS Hawaii, so we've been around for 40 years. So what's the difference then between PBS being a nonprofit and other networks that are you know, for-profit? Well, there's a couple things. Number one, um, our license is a nonprofit um, license, uh, we're a community license. We're not for-profit, so we have restrictions on the type of commercials we can do. So we, we can't do Hawaii Stars and have commercial breaks in between and say, you know, the best food is at Zippy's and, and it's only three ninety nine. We can't have those kind of spots. We only can have what we call underwriting spots. So we're kind of the academic television. The other thing is that we, um, we're non-profit. You know, we're not for-profit. We provide a service. We actually are owned by the people of Hawaii. Our members are our single greatest source of contribution, and they're the ones who support us. And with their donations, we're able to provide programming that's different and is an alternative to commercial television. And it was created that way way back um, in the 1960s where um, we had ABC, CBS, NBC, and PBS was the alternative in exchange for the commercial guys using the public airways. So we were the first non-commercial alternative to provide information to America's people. So what would be the difference between PBS National and PBS Hawaii? Um, We're an affiliate. So just like KHON is an affiliate of uh, Fox or um, KGMB is an affiliate of CBS, we're an affiliate of PBS. So um, we pay dues, and people think that PBS pays us. We pay PBS. Um, in order to get programming, just like 
the commercial affiliates would do. And we have a relationship and we have the right to air their programs. So um, if you look at PBS, we are a membership organization all around the country. There's uh, almost 300 PBS stations across the country that provide um, this service. And our cousin is public radio. So how did you actually get involved in all of this? Was that what your background is in? It's a journey. I think I'm a... Every job I've done, I've never really known how to do. And somehow I got the job, and I've been very fortunate. My first job was being a negotiation specialist for Hawaii State Teachers Association. You were on the Teachers Association side? Yes, yes. And even before that, I worked in the legislature in the state senate for Charles Taguchi. In college, um, high school, well, we can talk about high school. I was a C student, couldn't get into UH. And I had to buckle down, and uh, Hawaii Loa College, which is now HPU, gave me my first chance. And then um, after um, working at the legislature, I went to HSTA for four years. And then I ran for the Senate, and I was fortunate to get in. And then I was uh, assistant athletic director associate, you know, at Hawaii Loa College, coach cross-country. It's kind of ironic if you have C average and you end up at the Hawaii State Teachers Association. Well, it was good because <laughs> I, I, I knew both sides. I knew uh-huh. the problem kids, you know. I, I and I knew the uh, trials and tribulations that public school teachers have, so I think it was a good fit. And then after that, you know, I worked for HMSA for a little bit uh, as a marketing analyst. Hawaii Stars was just an idea. We can talk about that a little later on. And then after that, in the Senate, um, I went to the Department of Human Resources and Development in the Cayetano administration on his cabinet. And then um, PBS opened up, and I was actually hired for another job at another nonprofit. And I was going in for my final interview, and someone called me and said, PBS is open. And I said, wow, that's the job I would really love. And so I went to the interview telling people at the interview, I want to do PBS. Thank you for this interview. And they hired me, and they let me wait for you know six weeks. And finally, what happened was I consciously made the choice to let go and tell that other employer that it's just not right. And as soon as I let go, I was very scared. My bank account was negative $1,500. And I got a call and saying, can you submit a plan for where you see PBS Hawaii going? Or at that time, it was Hawaii Public Television, where you see it going. And I did. And in a matter of two weeks, I got hired. And so um, it's a dream job. It's a great job. And it, you know, to me, it's all about like how do you make Hawaii better? It's about community building. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Mike McCartney, CEO and President of PBS Hawaii Television. 
Mike served in the Hawaii State Senate for 10 years and co-created Hawaii's number one locally produced TV show, Hawaii Stars. So, Mike, they made you submit a plan before they hired you? How much time did you spend making that plan? I thought about it in a day. And then um, a good friend of mine, Kalawena Komeji, because I'm, I'm a bad speller, I went down and talked to her and I said, here's what I envision. She helped me write it up. I submitted it to the board and then um, I got a call and they said, would you like to work here? And I said, I would love to work here. And How long ago was that? I got hired November 20th, 2000. And so this job was for the CEO and president yes. position? So I, and I, I'm the first because PBS Hawaii or at that time Hawaii Public Television before then was Hawaii Educational Television was part of the state. And I had no idea when I was in the in the Senate that I'd work at PBS Hawaii, and um, we cut that out of the budget. It was part of the Department of Commerce and Consumer Affairs, and we made it a nonprofit. It was no longer a state agency. It went from 60 employees down to about 30, and um, it had to stand on its own and um, had no direct state support from the legislature at all. And so... Um, it was a new entity, and so I, Don Robbs was the previous general manager, and everybody knows Don Robbs at this station, yeah. a, a great man, a great personality. He was a, actually a state employee. He was a general manager. So I had the privilege of being the first so-called president and CEO of, of the entity. Was it hard? Still is hard. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, um, if you look at television and public television, I think there's a lot to navigate. Way back when it was created, there was a dial on the television. It was black and white TV. There were, you know, rabbit ears. And there were, you know, you turn the dial, there's ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS. PBS was the alternative. There wasn't even Fox. Then cable came in, color came in, all these things came in. And now, if you look at what you see on the air, National Geographic, the Food Channel, A&E, Bravo, History Channel, those were all PBS shows that PBS producers work there now. Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Copying the Kids Channel. So we have great challenges, I think, to how do we keep being a nonprofit entity and yet provide quality service through media, not really compete, but I would say complement, provide an alternative to commercial media so people can get their information and tools. Because my dad, when I was growing up in school and as a young kid, both my parents were educators. And my dad used to call the TV the idiot box. I used to sneak in the morning and watch cartoons. And um, to me, our goal is how do you turn the idiot box into a learning tool? And that's what I think PBS is all about. It's not about making opinions or saying this is right, this is wrong. It's for people out there to choose. And we give them information. So, you know, you do service the young kids with, I don't know if you say cartoons, but the educational shows, yes. Sesame Street, Clifford, Dragon Tales. Mr. Rogers. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And then you have the adult shows, like yes. the Antique Road Show, things like that. So what about the in-between? How do you market to that in-between age? I think that's the challenge for PBS across the country. Because if you look at media today, you know, there's not only convergence, but everybody has niches. And everybody focuses on their niche, finds advertisers that want to market to that niche, and they go for it. PBS is probably the only entity out there that deals with very young kids looking at shows like Teletubbies, Mr. Rogers and Caillou and Clifford and, you know, now even Cyber Chase and things like that, Sagwa. And then on the other end, you have Masterpiece Theater, you know, and uh, you have the News Hour. You have uh, shows like the Antiques Roadshow or Nova 
So we have a variety of shows. So what happens a lot of times, and what ha- what's happening right now with our business, is that people become members. They support us when they're very young. Their parents support us. Then they kind of go away. And now I'm hearing people call up and say, I remember Mr. Rogers. I remember this. I remember that. I do like that frontline show that they talked about what's happening in the Iraq war. Or I like that show that um, they did the other day on Nova. And so we're starting to get the 40-somethings back again. Our average age of, of membership is in their 60s. You know, they're the people that listen to public radio and they watch public television. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Mike McCartney, CEO and President of PBS Hawaii Television. So, Mike, you're doing PBS, and PBS is a nonprofit, but you also started the show Hawaii Stars, which is, you know, the number one locally produced show. How did that whole thing come about, and how is that different? I always like media and television, and, you know, everybody watches television, so they think they know how to do television. <laughs> and just like people drive cars, and they say, oh, I know how to fix the roads. And so... I just had this idea. Karaoke started being hot. And I thought, wow, this would be good. Let's showcase the people of Hawaii, put them on stage, make their friends and family feel proud of who they are. Their self-esteem grows. And we needed something good in Hawaii, something to say, let's celebrate the people we have out there. So I used to tell people when they go out on stage, when I open this curtain, you go out there on stage, you become transformed. You become a Hawaii star. And so how I started it was I just had this dream. And in my mind, it, I didn't know Carol Kai. I didn't know Kimo Kawano. I said, oh, perfect host. I call up Carol Kai. I said, you don't know me, but I have this idea. And so we met and she said, good. And she said, you better call me back. You better call me back. And then I called her back. And then we met another friend of hers, Dirk Fukushima, who's a television person. And we said, let's do Hawaii Stars. And so we said, ah, nobody will take us. So we said, let's just do 13 weeks. Let's try and do a show that celebrates the talent of people of Hawaii, make local people feel good about who we are and what we're about. Let's do it at center stage at Ala Moana. So we went there, we begged Ala Moana, we said, okay. We went to all the television stations around town. Everybody said, no, 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 no. We went to K5, which isn't owned by the current You mean owners. even though you said, I want to buy time yes. on your station, they yes. said no. Yes, no, 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 no. K5, which is not John Fick, it's somebody else was the previous owner. And they made us wait in the lobby for three hours. I remember Carol and I sitting there, 
And finally, you know, he came out and he said, nah, we can't do this. Before you talked to him? Yeah. And so then we waited and then they said, let's go talk to Channel 2, the number one station. Because in our mind, he said, they'll never take us. You know, no way. Al Hoffman said, oh, yeah, come and see us. Al Hoffman was a program director. He said, good idea. This sounds like a good idea. We can do this. So we paid for a 4.30 time slot, 4.30 on Sundays. We paid them for 13 weeks. So then Carol and I and Dirk, we went out and we started talking to sponsors. Some people said, ah, good idea, good. And, and but they ask you, like, who watches at 4.30 on yeah, a Sunday? Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, but then we sold the dream, the concept that this is what Hawaii needs. We need to uplift people of Hawaii and showcase the talent that people have and just make people feel good and celebrate them. So people like American Savings Bank, Arlene Nakamoto, I'll never forget, right there on the spot, she says, okay, I'm in. I'll be a major sponsor. No proposal, just ideas. Minna Nissen, 7-Eleven. Okay, we're in. Jiffy Lube, we're in. Queens Hospital, we're in. A bunch of other people were very nice to us. They had to analyze it, think about it, never got back to us. And the people that went with us, Mauna Loa Mac was another one. They just went with us, and they liked it right at the moment. And they said, okay. And we didn't spend one penny. We had a dream. We had energy. We had time. We had this vision. We shared it. We got our sponsors. I, and I still remember that first night. We're taping at Alamoana Center. It's packed. I'm going, wow, this is the show. You are doing it. And we did it for 13 weeks. And Al Hoffman calls us in, so he thinks he's going to whack us, right? He goes, you know, I looked at the ratings. You guys are doing, at that time, we did a 9. A 9 is really, really high at 4.30. He goes, I'm going to move you guys to 6.30 and charge you half of what we were charging you before. Wow. And so, you know, our highest rating, we got up to 20 rating points, which is kind of unheard of now. And um, we followed the Channel 2 um, news. At 6.30 every Sunday night. The sad thing is that we had to go up against Hawaiian Moving Company, which is a great show. It was just bad that two local shows had to go against each other. And we thought, okay, we'll last a year. You know, we went 13 weeks, we'll last a year. It's been going 13 years now. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. 
Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Mike McCartney, CEO and President of PBS Hawaii Television. Mike has been the recipient of numerous community awards, including the Good Guy Award for Open Government for Common Cause in 1997 and Provost Award for Outstanding Public Service from Windward Community College Outdoor Circle Community Service Award in 1998. So you have a lot of background in you know, the television industry, and you also have a long list of community and nonprofit organizations that you're involved in. Were you raised with the belief that you're going to be involved in the community somehow and giving back to the nonprofit. I'll tell you a story. Both my parents are educators. My mom is from Kohala. My grandparents are immigrants from Okinawa working in the sugarcane plantation. So two quick stories. One, World War II starts. My grandfather's Saipan, he was a fisherman, gets confiscated. Kenny Brown's parents, Kenny Brown's dad, tells my my grandfather, hey, Toyama, you can come work. You can come clean yard. You can come do this. And that's how my family got fed because a Hawaiian family, Kenny Brown's family, told my grandfather, hey, you can, you can come work for us. On my dad's side, my dad is from Oklahoma. He's Irish. He moved here in 1930. He has me when he was 56. So I skipped a generation. My dad today would be 103 years old. So he came here in 1930 now to be a teacher at Maui High School. So when he taught at Maui High School, first-year teacher, 27 years old, came from Council Bluffs, Iowa, because he got $1,000 more in a house. And he's teaching at Maui High School Japanese, Chinese, Portuguese kids. So people like Leonard Rago, Nadal Yoshinaga, uh, Tadao Beppu, uh, NASA scientists like Walter Higa, all kinds of people were his students. And so the first week that he got invited to work, he got invited to the plantation manager's house. And the plantation manager, actually the owner of the company, by the way, a big name that everybody knows, but, you know, this is the past. But this is a story he always told me. That person welcomed all the new teachers, and they were eating with their fine china and everything. And they told uh, my dad and all the teachers, thank you for coming to Maui. But your job is to teach them. But just remember one thing. Do not teach them too much because they wanted them in the plantation. So I grew up with doctors, lawyers, the Mihos, the Wongs. We had doctors. We had lawyers. We had everyone. They were my dad's friends. They'd knock on the door and recite poetry. So my dad, you know, when I turned 21, I think he gave me this great gift. He wrote this um, poem. And um, one of the things he puts in there, he says that the cosmic dust that you borrow from the universe, give it back in brighter coin than you received. So I think that's, for me, my purpose in life is like, to me, whatever you do, whatever position you have, you can be of service. You can help people. Small ways, big ways. Because you know what? We live on an island in Hawaii. We see things. We interact with each other. And, and we got to work with each other. Because if we don't, it doesn't work. But guess what? The world is an island. Guess what? Everybody is native, as my friend Brother Nolan says. Everybody came from some homeland to be here. So, you know what? We're all more connected than we think we are. And so, to me, I think the challenge we have in our life is not how much money we make or what title you have, but I think you're defined by some of the things you do. And a lot of things that people do never really get talked about or heard about or, or done. It's just what you do, you know? And, and, and to me, I think a lot of us 
all over the world, especially in Hawaii, we were brought up that way. Hey, go help. Plantation time. When somebody dies, you look at Hawaii, funerals, right? On the mainland, people die. They come to the funeral. They give a card. In Hawaii, you die. People come to the funeral. They don't even come to the funeral. They give money. I mean, that's something very special that we have. And so to me, Hawaii is about being of service. You know, I call it the Aloha Spirit. There's a lot that we can share and do. And so to me, that's what people like Brother Nolan or all of us do together. It's that we just try to help where we can. We don't have to have a title or position or work for an organization. You can always be of service all the time, every day, everything you do. You know, like that Live Aloha thing that we created um, with Robbie Om, Haunani Apolio, and a bunch of people. It was really about trying to change government. We finally realized George Mason told us, hey, we got to change ourselves. So live aloha, really, those stickers means, hey, you can make a difference. You can return your shopping cart. You can say thank you when, when you let people cut in. You can pick up the rubbish off the ground. Little things like that are service. And I think if we do that in our everyday lives, I think you live a successful life. It doesn't mean you should expect anything in return. It's really about just, hey, we, we can help each other, and we got to. Otherwise, we die. You know, I mean, the world is small. So what would you say has been your favorite story or your own personal story, something that inspires you in order to give back or, or service? Oh, so many things. That's a hard question. Uh, this just pops in my mind because we're talking about Hawaii stars. I remember the time there was a, well, this is a neat story, Hurricane Iniki. I don't know. Something just told me I got on the plane. So Stephen Ie at City Mill, what a cool guy. I tell him, Stephen, I don't know how I'm going to get there yet, but I'm going to get to Kauai. People over there need stuff. So he told me, come. He goes, I got one truck. So we loaded up. He told me, take whatever you want from City Mill. I said, you like me keep track? He goes, no, just take whatever you like. Stephen Ie, City Mill. So we loaded up whatever we could fit in the truck. My friend found a boat. They shipped it to Kauai. Next thing I know, I'm talking to Rex Johnson. Rex Johnson, we get a Hawaiian airplane. We fly into Kauai, okay? And, and we start delivering the stuff. And in your mind, you're thinking, so when you're of service, you're in the zone. You think, yeah? So I'm thinking, wow, who's going to distribute this for me? So I'm thinking of this guy, Billy, Uncle Billy. That's somebody I knew. He works for Hawaiian Tel. Soon as we get off the airport, if the plane lands... Who's directing traffic? One Hawaiian tell guy. It's Uncle Billy. I said, Uncle Billy, you know what? We get the stuff coming in at the dock. You guys can bring all the boys with the Hawaiian um, telephone guys to go deliver all the stuff to the people that no more nothing. He goes, shoot. And it just goes, right? And so then that night, right, there was, um, I was staying at a friend's house and, and people's houses were demolished. And there was a guy named, um, uh, there was a man named Mr. Tomita worked in the plantation. And, um, you know, everybody's helping each other. And, um, you know, that night I remember walking him home and he told me, oh, you like have one slug. And I said, what is that? And I looked at his house. Half of it was all falling down. I said, what did you do during a hurricane? He said, oh, I just went to sleep. Only his bedroom was left in his kitchen. I said, what is a slug? He, he goes, come, come, come. And he opens this thing up and there's like, um, there's a bottle of Crown Royal <laughs> and glass. And he goes, you like have one slug with me? And, and. At that time, I never really drank. Now I drink wine. It's good, yeah. But And that time, oh, I was going, oh. So I drank this whole thing of Crown Royal with him. And I heard his story about how you give back. And he was telling me so many things about how what he did to help people. And then now there was these 30-somethings that took him in and fed him every night. You know, and um, 
the one thing that was funny, and I you know, hope people don't take this the wrong way, but I said, you know, Mr. Tomita, what is the secret of being married for 50 years? His wife just passed away. He goes, the secret is, you know, um, so I thought he was going to give me this whole thing of wisdom. He goes, the secret of that is you got to do them every night, sometimes one, two, three times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is an 80-something-year-old man married for 50-something years, and he told me that's the secret to being married, and I won't define what it is. He meant, but I think people can get it. So, to 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 me, that was one of the great service things. It's just sometimes you just gotta go, chance them. You, you might not have a plan. Then you run into people like Uncle Billy. You meet people like Mr. Tomito. You learn things. From there, you help him. And from the from there, you know, we made sure that he had food every night. We made sure that you know um, he had a place to stay, a place to eat. His family. He had no kids. He had some um, family on, on this island, and so, you know, I contacted the family. So and that was real, real touching. You know, you just do, yeah? Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.